0: Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code PS at checkout to get 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO Episode 25. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It,
1: it does me good to be here today. It always does me good to be with you. No, don't touch, don't touch these don't hands, touch these fingers,
0: these spindly fingers. Where have they been? <laughs> what have they been up to this fine morrow? This fine morrow. Mm. Not good enough for you? No. Did you ever think about how weird it would be to live back in ancient times and have to talk all old-timey like that? Ancient times, so they were saying fine Mara. <laughs> not mine, not my. I would not do it. I would not be able I'm talking to. Talking middle it. English. It's no, not thank ancient. You. No, it's ancient. It's old man. It's old. It's pretty old. It literally doesn't mean literally anymore. Ancient can mean whatever sure, the fuck I want. That's true. To that's a good point. Yeah. That's right. pretty
1: similar. Thank you. Ancient history. That's ancient history. It just well, it happened a year ago. It's not ancient history. But Here. to us, right. right. our modern times. Now, it's funny you
0: bring up history, Colin. Mm. Because this is an ancient episode. We, we are recording this on a Sunday. Yeah. We, of course, are going to Rooster Teeth this week to My favorite time to record on yeah, You love a good, a good Sunday I love record. a good Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, I love it. It's whenever great. you can get down and see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if anything has happened, Sunday night, if like during the Oscars, they're like, no, presenting the Oscar for fucking cool shit. Right. And I Shuhei Yoshida comes out and he's like, hey, and just so you guys know, PSVR is out tomorrow. We would not know that. So anything that happens Sunday night into Monday, we Don't have for you, yeah. We sorry about it. You. It's okay, I think, either I think that really or you get no episode exactly. So, suck it up. What do you want? A little bit of dated PlayStation news because what PlayStation's been great about lately is giving us we, we record Monday afternoons, usually Monday night. Now, they like to break something, rename themselves, put out an invitation for you know, it's like, come yeah, on, guys, stop yeah. doing what you're doing. Bunch of clowns. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is PSI Love You XOXO. We are kindofunny.com's PlayStation podcast, we are the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet, and we post. Each and every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, as one big MP3 and one big video over on youtube.com/slash kind of funny games. So please go over there, subscribe to the channels, support the shows, share them with your friends. Even if you're like, I'm just one person, I can't share them. Share them with everybody. Leave iTunes reviews and such. Colin, I'm a big fan of that shovel knight shirt you're wearing. Thank you. <laughs> Talk to
1: me a little bit about what's happened in your gaming life. What have you been playing? What have you been doing? Just pretty much Far Cry Primal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. A lot. I mean, I, I, I don't, uh, it doesn't capture me for more than a few hours at a time, and it's very Far Cry. Yeah, exactly. I I, wish I had a gun, even though it takes <laughs> yes. place in 10,000 BCE. Ancient times. BCE meaning, of course, what? I don't know anymore. No, what does that mean now? Before you... Common Era.
0: Okay. Because mm.
1: remember, they changed Before it. Before Christ. Well, even that, it was, even that, I thought it wasn't really what it meant. Everyone said that, but that wasn't what it meant. Well, that's when the CE stuff came in, the Common Era. Okay, okay. Uh To not offend people or whatever you know or, you know the christian christian christianize history, yeah, which gotcha. is you know understandable sure uh so yeah, I've just been playing that, i think it's uh it's an interesting game i I enjoy it um combat's a little rough because a lot of it's melee and that's not really what far cry does well right exactly. there's also some weird shit in it too like it's so such a facsimile of far cry as you would expect that it's there's like compounds that you have to like take over but take out the guy but instead but of the like, alarm totally, the guy in yeah, the yeah, blow horn yeah whatever. it's like a little ridiculous well, yeah uh but it's fun there's like a lot it's just there's a lot of things to do like caves you can like go into caves and like find cave paintings and like destroy these like there's just a lot of collectibles. And sure. No, it's I kind of like, like just picking shit off on the map. It's, and you and I talk about that mindless. all the time, and especially with Far Cry.
0: That that it definitely scratches that itch of, I want to go out there and complete quests and expand the map and take... To, I'll take down three more things before I get back to a story mission and worry about this part, that or the other.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not progressing the story very far at all because I'm definitely more obsessed with... you already have like, with, your animal powers? You got the owl? I got the... an owl. I had a wolf, but I, and I tried to use him again, but I can't. I don't know why it says I don't have him anymore. I don't mm-hmm. know what I did wrong. I don't really care about any of that kind of stuff. The 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 game definitely um, uh, empath- it seems to emphasize more than Far Cry Three and Far Cry Four uh, killing animals, which you do in Far Cry Three and Far Cry Four to skin sure. line and stuff. But like, you're, it seems to me, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me that you're just upgrading a lot more. And mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a dangerous to, right? world.
0: It's one of those things. I think I agree with you. I felt like when I was playing, I was I was you know definitely upgrading quicker. And I think it's just based on the fact that you have to because you can't find an M16 or this that or the other you know what I mean like there was more weapons I think you are finding so this time to keep it fresh you gotta
1: make these take the weapons you have to the next level or yeah whatever. you got your bow Get you got your, guts your club bag. you got your guts bag you got your spear which you, it's cool you can throw your you can throw your spear you can throw your club and yeah. I don't know it's, a, it's an interesting game it's keeping my attention for now we'll see what happens I don't know Okay, that's basically it okay yeah,
0: I like that mm. soul focus mm-hmm. I'm gonna run you through what I've been playing okay since we last touch base I platinum hit mango did walking dead the Michonne Episode one. It's fine. It's fun. It's more Walking Dead. Uh, but here's but here's where it gets interesting. I have three games for you to put on your radar here. Number one, Swap Quest. Mm. You ever heard of Swap Quest? I saw it. On we talked about Club. it last week on mm. the show real briefly that they gave it to me ahead of time or s- sought me out on Twitter to give me a code, which I thought boded well. They're proud of this game. They want to get out there. And I can understand why. I'm playing Unvita. It's enjoyable. Uh, it's got little things like I was telling you, right? Like the idea is, right, like... You're running away from these bad guys trying to get out and find this sword or whatever, right? So you can fight the invading evil. And so the idea is that you're moving and then as the player, like the character is always just walking. You can change their direction, but they're walking on this path that you're building in front of them by swapping in uh, uh, tiles, right? That have like, you know, like crooks or whatever. You're building a road for them, a pathway for them. But there will be points where I feel like I have it. Where I'm, I got them all the way up to the top of the screen, and they got to get to the next, you know, get on the next part of the screen for me to put down more or whatever. But they're just like slowly walking. Like I, there's no way to advance them, mm. make them go faster when it's all laid down. So it was whatever. It was it's what I was playing while I was watching Fuller House. You know what I mean? It's one of those games I'd have to, you know, I put on there. I can have something on the background, a little noise. Screw around, go through this. I'm upgrading, making my weapons better, my mm. uh, my my, my uh, armor better, getting to kill these things faster, getting XP out the wazoo. Tapping the screen to get more gems and stuff. It's neat. It's a neat little game. I'm not. Uh, I'm going to play more of it on the plane. We'll see what's up. I'm playing a lot of Vita stuff. Other Vita game I jumped into, Foul Play. Mm. I gave you codes for this. Are you aware of it? Yeah. Have you I played re- it?
1: No, I remember it being announced a long time ago.
0: Yeah. Finally here. Fun. I enjoyed it. It's, you know, a beat-em-up. You're just running on the stage, beating the hell out of these guys. I kept doing this combo where I'm jumping up, doing a cartwheel, grabbing them, throwing them in the next thing. But it's enjoyable enough. Cute art style. I like that part of it. Another good diversion, I feel like, for my Vita. Cool. I like the name. Yeah. No, that's a good one. And Considering then,
1: it takes place on a stage.
0: I would say my standout so far, but I'm gonna I'm, when we finish this, I'm gonna go back into the room and playwright. Iron cast. This I believe comes out this week on PlayStation. I think so. The PSN. We'll talk about it eventually. But at first when I saw a screenshot for it when they gave it to me, right? It's a steampunk thing. You're you're you have like a wall, a bipedal mech or whatever that you're running in this thing in England in your war against France. Um It looked like it was just going to be Puzzle Quest, right? Where I'm matching gems and then doing an attack. I was like, okay, cool. Puzzle Quest. I got it. And then when I sat down and played it, it's more than that, right? It's not match three. It can be just match, period. You can match two. You can match as many on the board as you can. But you have uh, ammo, power, repair, and then uh, coolant. For your mech or whatever, right? And you have to do all these, and, they, and then you can, you know, if you're if you're walking, it's you know going to generate. It'll take power, but it'll knock down your heat, your your coolant as well because you're warming up the vehicle or whatever. But you'll be harder to hit, and you can put up a shield, and you mm. know this, that, the other. It's fun. It's really interesting. It's not super deep. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I, I. It's one of those I really wish was on the Vita again. You know what I mean? Like it, you'd have to finagle the screen space a bit, but it feels more like that. But it's interesting. You know what I mean? Shitty trophies, which suck, but enjoyable game. So no platinum no platinum yeah and lazy i had a weird save bug i think too where i was like having a great time Uh doing all this stuff and then there's no so you're in missions right and like if you fail the mission it's over you can't you don't get a shot to do it again right so i was clearly i I didn't put up my shield i got fucking wrecked on turn one i was like shit I'm, I'm, i'm gonna restart this so i just quit out to the xmb came back in and that was like my save was gone, all of it. And I was like, "What the? Did fuck? Did you not manually save? Maybe is that what you?" <laughs> but it's, when you go to the garage, like when you make changes, I was I paid attention on the second time, right? When you go to the garage and make changes, you to accept them, you hit, you know, it's like accept and save. So I was definitely saving those times. I don't know why the save disappeared on me or whatever. Interesting. But, could have been that you just quit out when you weren't supposed to. I guess so. And it's one of those where it doesn't matter too much to me because it's I was only like an hour and a half in, mm. and what I really love is the gameplay. Like obviously, mm. so I want to keep doing it. It's not like I felt like I have to replay story missions again right it's right. actually i could go back and be better at it because i've yeah. gotten a little bit better at what to do fair enough so fun stuff cool colin mm. let's begin the show with what is and forever will be roper's report
1: <laughs> time for some singular possessive news <laughs> should be a pretty quick week there's only there should be a pretty quick episode i think this is only nine items on the roper report oh, roper's report i'm sorry roper's report number one Sony has revealed a PlayStation VR-centric event during GDC in San Francisco on March 15th. The event is invite-only and will include a presentation as well as hands-on hands-on portion. P.S. I love you, XOXO, has been invited. Yeah, And we will be in attendance. Russell
0: from the Philippines writes in and says, Hi, Greg and Colin. A good, kind of funny day to you both. As this show will be shot halfway through the mid-mark of 2016, and until now we haven't heard any definitive updates on PSVR, such as price, launch games, and other features and capabilities... What do you think is going to be happening? What is the price going to be? What are the capabilities going to be? Is there a bundle? The question comes in light of an announcement from Sony that a press exclusive event on March 15th is happening during GDC. Will you guys be there? Yes, we already said we will be. Come on. Pay attention, Russell. Though, I know you can't reveal anything to us, but hopefully you can at least tell us the good news or bad news. As always, love what you do and kind of funny. And Kevin, do. I will continue to support all of you. Um. So yeah, we're going. That's great. What do you think this event's going to be? Is this my prediction, that they're going to treat it like Move and come out and announce dates and prices and stuff? Uh,
1: Probably. Yeah. You have to assume so. Yeah. You have to assume it's time for pricing and date.
0: But this makes it weird, right? Because remember when I made this pitch of like, okay, they didn't do it at PSX. They didn't do the E3 thing. Mm. GDC makes sense. That's what they do with PlayStation Move. da 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 That led me to believe that it would be... End of spring, beginning of summer release, right? But then wh- last week, two weeks ago, we had that GameStop CEO guy saying it's fall. We'll be selling it in fall. Am I? Do you think he was wrong? Didn't have the right information? I him? don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they won't get it until the fall. Doesn't seem like something he would not be up on, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, um, I think if
0: you do, I feel like you. It, it just seems weird to do it at GDC and wait a long time. You know what I mean? It seems to do it at GDC and then have it before E3. It's on on shelves. Which would fit in with the No Man's Sky thing that's supposed to be here in
1: uh, June, right? PSVR will come out uh, May 17th mm. and will cost four ninety 99
0: Okay. Okay. I still think, and I'm not wrong on this, right? Isn't No Man's Sky they said June or did they say summer? I think I said June. Okay. And I, okay. So then June. I, I think it'll be whenever No Man's Sky
1: comes out in June. That's, mm. and that's still my prediction. We'll see. We will. There's more PlayStation VR news. Number two. Of course there is. Sony has filed a patent for a glove controller that can be used in conjunction with PlayStation VR. The three patents associated with the glove controller were dug up by NeoGAF user Roasty or Rusty. Rusty. The patent applications were filed in the United States between September 30th and October 17th of 2014 and were published on February 25th, 2016. Here's what the applications say in part. So he or she broke out pertinent information says the app, the abstract of the, of the patent says a glove inner is quote, quote, a glove interface object is provided comprising at least one flex sensor configured to generate flex sensor data, identifying a flex at at least one finger portion of the glove interface object. So, it's corresponding with your, your moving your fingers. At least one contact sensor configured to generate contact sensor data identifying a contact between a first portion of the glove interface object and a second portion of the glove interface object. A communications module configured to transmit the flex sensor data and the contact sensor data to the computing device for processing to determine a finger position pose of the glove interface object. The finger position pose being applied for rendering a virtual hand in a view of a virtual environment or a head-mounted display. The virtual hand being rendered based on the identified finger position pose. Um... And so they highlighted some... They highlighted some or bolded some things. Further comprising a trackable object that is configured to be illuminated during interactivity. So it sounds like something like PS Move. Yeah. Comprising at least one inertial sensor for generating inertial sensor data. So movement. uh, Configured to receive haptic feedback data. And then comprising at least one pressure sensor configured to generate pressure sensor data. Uh, And there's like a ton of shit. You can go to NeoGAF because there are also... There are also a ton of images. And the device... I don't know if you saw it. I haven't. Looks like this the real power glove. So it looks like a pat, like it looks like a glove, and they show like the different things that it can be done with. So like the they show in figure one B, uh, pointing like a gun, yeah, and then he's holding well, it like, to point a gun or like piece like holding a flower, and then like a closed fist would be holding a sword in figure nine A, figure nine B, and figure nine C, um, and then they have drawings of the way the uh it will work with PlayStation camera send to the PS4 and then it says p like the network psn and cloud gaming so there's all sorts mm-hmm. of things there um you can see like what it looks like it looks like more of a band yeah and then a glove then a glove what do you think of makeup at all i think it's real i don't know i mean it it, it, it brings me back to the I think it's real. I think, yeah, I think it's real. I I well, don't. Yeah, I mean, the,
0: the patent really.
1: Yeah, know, but right? I, I'm sure that they probably have this working. But I, the, because the, the patent, that's why I think it's important to note that the patents were uh, filed in 2014 mm-hmm. and were just published now. So this is something that they've been working on for a long time. Um, this reminds me, though, of the breakaway PlayStation yep. 4 Move controller, like where this is probably something that does exist somewhere. But I don't, i do love know. to see that controller. I'm sure it exists. Dual shock, two bulbs on top that
0: you get split in half and then play with.
1: Remember, I told you that when I was in Japan right before PS4 came out and I was there and we were talking about controllers that they said that they had built a a ton of PS4 controllers and that they do have like offset PS4 controllers with offset analog sticks and all sorts of stuff. And those things exist and float around. I mean, so it'll be super interesting to see if this thing ever comes to pass. Right. But um, that happened that, that those three patents associated with that glove exist, the PlayStation VR glove controller. Number three, March's free PlayStation Plus games have been revealed. PlayStation 4 gamers will get Bro Force and Galaxy for free. People will remember Bro Force, of course, was voted by the users and ruined God, the surprise. So PlayStation weird, 3 weird, gamers weird. get a real get two really good games. Super Stardust HD and The Last Guy for Fuck free. Yes. That's Another it.
0: game Great from com- our
1: Forgotten Classic series. Great combination of games. And PS Vita gamers will get Flame Over and Reality Fighters for free. Flame Over is actually supposed to be pretty good. Uh Reality Fighters obviously is trash. I've played a little bit. A flame over. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. Um, so those are the games. So PS4, bro force and galaxy PS3, super stardust HD and the last guy PS Vita flame over and reality fighters. This is the first month I remember in a long time or maybe even ever that there's no crossover platform game. So mm, like that's these point. are just PS4 games, just PS3 games and just Vita games. And there's actually three first party games in here. So I'm wondering if they're starting to have a problem getting PS3 games. Um, it's Reality Fighters obviously published by Sony and then Stardust and Last Guy are both first party games. You would think it would be second party games. that hard,
0: right? Who's holding out hope right now? that Their PS3
1: games really going to be the thing that solves it for them? You know what I mean? Move a lot of units. Oh no, I wonder when they're eventually just going to abandon it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably not for a while, but eventually they're going to. Eventually, in two years, we're probably going to get maybe one free Vita game, no PS3 games, and then maybe four or five PS4 games, and that's when. That's a huge thing for them, too, is like, are they going to just cut PS3 out and there's just nothing there anymore? Sure. You know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how how it all turns out.
0: Debominic wrote into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can to get your questions read, and says, is the PS3 discontinued? My fat 60 gigabyte model finally died, so I'm in the market for a super slim, but every brick and mortar I checked on was only selling pre-owned ones. Any news on the last gen front? That I find that hard to believe. I'm sure you can get them online, but I remember even when I went to buy, I went into a brick and mortar. You might it's called Target. Mm. It's popular, I believe. Uh, I went there to buy a bunch of Lego Dimensions stuff at Lego Dimensions launch in what was that October, November, and they
1: had tons of PS3s. They were trying to sell for like you know whatever it is now. It's not. I mean, we wouldn't know if it was discontinued. It might be. It might be harder to find. I'm seeing used and new stuff from a bunch of vendors on P, on on uh, Amazon. Amazon, including um, Amazon self selling. Twelve gigabyte PS3, which is not ideal, but two hundred nine ninety nine, the George Foreman girl one. Oh yes. Um, I'm seeing PS like two thousand nine PS3 Slim, um, being sold for a pretty good price, refurbished, um, certified refurbished. There is new ones for two forty nine ninety seven. Interesting. So I mean, so they they do exist. It seems like they are pushing. So there is a discontinued piece of PlayStation hardware we're going to talk about in a little while, but Ooh. not the PS3. They're not going to discontinue PS3, not yet. And then when they do, you'll know. They'll They'll make an announcement. They'll send it off in a Viking funeral. Number four, DFC Intelligence, a consulting and research group focusing on the games and entertainment industries, revealed that it expected PlayStation 4 to surpass 100 million units in lifetime sales, putting it in the company of only three other home consoles that have ever reached those sales, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and Wii. It's worth noting if you include handhelds, you also have Game Boy and the DS. Word of the report comes by way of MCV, which notes that DFC, DFC Intelligence also predicts a major uptick in digital game sales in the coming few years, noting that by 2019, it expects half of the industry's game sales to be digital. Half. Significant. Yeah. Number five. Number five. Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 are all coming to PlayStation 4. <laughs> interesting.
0: Nope. Nope, interesting. it's not interesting, Interestingly,
1: actually. They'll be released in reverse order, starting with 6, then 5, then 4. Each game will be released digitally and will cost $20 or your local equivalent. I think it's 20 euro. I think it's 16 pounds. Resident Evil 6 will launch first, including, I'm sorry, Resident Evil 6 will launch first, include all of its add-on content, and will come out on March 29th. Resident Evil 5 will follow suit over the summer, and then arguably the best Resident Evil game, Resident Evil 4, will launch in the fall. Capcom did note that it hopes to release the games physically at some point as well, presumably as a collection. Mm. Uh, most interested in 4 and if they rework the controls, because if, if 4 has more modern, uh, more modernity. Sensibilities. Uh it's going to hold up very well, I think. Yeah, Resident Evil Four, 4 is fucking awesome. Number six, PlayStation TV, also known as PS Vita TV or Vita TV, has been officially discontinued <gasps> in Japan. Word comes by way of Dual Shockers, which notes that the system's Japanese listing says "quote end of shipments" end quote, which signifies its discontinuation. Should only be a matter of time before this spreads to the rest of the world if it hasn't already. My suspicion is that it already has. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Fairly well. You were an all right idea that never panned out. Number seven. Battlefield 5 has been listed on Swiss retailer World of Games website and according to a NeoGAF posting the posting indicates that the game takes place in World War 1. It's listed with an October 25th release date. The World War 1 portion of the listing has since been removed and it's unclear if it was posted in an error or as is probably more likely it's indicative of something posted before being cleared by the publisher. We'll have to wait to find out more. Super interested in this.
0: I was going to say now you're Mr. History if people didn't know. This it does stuff for you.
1: This makes you way more I I'd be interested to see how they do it. Yeah. The 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 trench warfare is a real thing in World War 1 but that wasn't all it was. There there are primitive tank battles and all sorts of stuff. I mean, uh, you see also images of world war one infantrymen wearing what look like almost like scarecrow, like sacks over their head, which are basically like gas masks. Right. I mean, there's a lot of like, that was a brutal war. It was a very modern war. It reminds me a little bit of um, the American civil war, which took place obviously 50 something years before, but, um, about 50 years actually to the date, uh, before, but, uh, the, when, uh, modern weapons met old style tactics. kind of tactics and fighting um, you know, civil war of course was, you know, you had generals on horseback. But we also had Gatling guns. So there was like a, definitely a, 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 and we had like, you know, ironclad ships and submarines and shit like that. I mean, very primitive, but in, in the civil war and then world war one, I, I think was, you know, the introduction of gas trench warfare, the line barely moved. It was a very brutal and very costly and very useless war. Yeah. Um, that basically just boiled over into world war two, obviously. So, um, which was the last war of modernity meeting. Old style tactics. I mean the Polish fighting on horseback as the as the Panzers roll them over. I mean, that was you know, part of the advantage the Nazis had obviously in the so east. So
0: what do you think the game would be? Do you think I mean it's a first person shooter, but I mean Battlefield's known for these epic battles, right? And that sounds stupid. But you know what I mean? In like uh tech and tanks and helicopters and this, that and the other. Like
1: you think this is what is it? Is it you think horses mixed in with other stuff? Is it I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I mean, that's the thing is like I just don't know if it's a typo or sure. It could be um, because I noticed that, you know, it does. It's, you know, the Swiss retailer is written German does say World War One. I feel like there would be a statement, though. Yeah. The Great War is off the World War One. It wasn't called World War One at the time. It was called the Great War. It was until after World War Two that we called it World War One. So it was or the Great World War. So I just I don't know if like they meant to put two Mm -hmm. or something and then they just removed it or I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to make it work, but I think it's possible.
0: It'd be cool to see something different like that.
1: I I know you, we talk about it every so often. I'm not ready for these games to go back to World War II. I am, but I I think that you like it's just got to be done cleverly. I mean, like uh, to me, uh, it's 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 contrived, but something at like Pearl Harbor in the Pacific or uh, Normandy uh, in in the West in '44, that's always going to be timeless. Like the the way that would look in the way that that would happen now, as opposed to like the way Medal of Honor yeah, or Call yeah. of Duty dealt with it. Um, that's ne- there's so much to be told, and especially in the, I, the 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 Pacific theater is really interesting. I think it'd be better for naval combat and stuff like that. There's great island hopping war, you know, battles that are taking place against the Japanese. Definitely, no doubt about it. But uh, you have North Africa, you have the Italian campaign, you have um, the Normandy invasion in Market Garden, and also in, in in the Netherlands and all sorts of fighting in Belgium and and the Russians pinching from Moscow. Um, westward so I mean there's a ton of fucking stories to tell they don't have to tell the same but my concern would be they would I mean that they would
0: do Pearl Harbor again
1: and that's fine but I mean if if, let's say you're going to focus on Nazi Germany I mean it's uh, you would typically go from like Normandy to like to the you know the Dutch campaign and then into Germany across the Rhine into Berlin I mean that's basically it but that's not all I mean sure there's a lot of other shit going on so I think that like if they're clever and they can tell a good story this is where, like, alternate history comes in with Wolfenstein, which is why it makes that fresh. And then you have, even though it doesn't take place in World War II, it takes place after World War II. But, um, well, it's a different World War II, I should say, to be clear. Um, but I, I, I would be interested to see them go back and do those those timeless battles, too. I think that's fine. And we haven't seen them in a while. And that's, World War II is, a, people are obsessed with World War II because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Some terrible things happen. You know, of course. It's fascinating. Yeah. We'll see. Number eight. Ubisoft's hostile takeover with Vivendi continues this time in a new article in Canada's The Globe and Mail newspaper. Here's what it says. So I'm just going to read part of the article instead of boiling it down. So The Globe and Mail made uh, Nicholas Van Prate or Pratt said, "Maker of Assassin's Creed video game turns to Canadian investors to fend off takeover bid." And it says, "Quote: Video game publisher Ubisoft Entertainment, maker of Assassin's Creed series, is taking is seeking the backing of Canadian investors to help fend off a creeping takeover in France from media giant Vivendi." Ubisoft officials led by founder and chief executive Yves Guillemot confirmed their meeting this week with a dozen potential investors in Montreal and Toronto in an attempt to build support for the company's founders and current management. Canada is already key for Ubisoft as a major games development site, with Montreal home to its largest global studio. Now its financial community is being asked to play a role as well. Mr. Guillemot and his four brothers started Ubisoft in France's Brittany region and own a minority stake, expanding it expanding it more than 30 years to become one of the world's top five video game publishers. They're trying to push away Vivendi and its billionaire chairman, Vincent Bellore, who has amassed a 15% stake in Ubisoft in recent months and made an unsolicited takeover offer worth some 500 million euros or $750 million for another Gilmont brothers-run gaming company, Gameloft. The hostile bid on Gameloft is the first step in Vivendi's larger ploy to force talks with the Gilmont family and take over Ubisoft, analysts at European Investment Bank Brian Garnier and Co. have said. At stake are more than 3,000 Ubisoft jobs in Montreal, Quebec, Toronto, and Halifax, and hundreds of millions in capital invested since the company opened its first studio in Canada in 1997. Quebec has the most to lose, with Ubisoft present, uh, representing a pillar of its multimedia industry. Although it's unlikely Vivendi would shut down Ubisoft's Canadian studios outright, the assets would be better protected if Ubisoft remained independent, Mr. Gilmont told The Globe and Mail on Thursday. Ubisoft enjoys a decision-making and operational agility that it wouldn't have under Vivendi and can forge better partnerships with global media players, such as Warner Brothers, instead of being forced to work with Vivendi's properties, the CEO said. Anyway, people can go read more of the story, but this is happening. It's and, fascinating. fascinating. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Ubisoft is such a name. They're doing so much
0: right, and here they have to, you know, this battle. This is a, I don't know. I feel like we get to play in this world of video games, right, where we talk about EA, we talk about Activision, we talk about Ubisoft, do all these different things, but it's weird to see all of a sudden, like, the real world intrude, like a real world thing of a hostile takeover come in, like when really we're just like, oh, who who, does, what did, what Jason Schreier story got? Did he get, what scoop did he get to pissed off Ubisoft this time? You know what I mean? Like, what does it mean for Assassin's Creed going forward? And And here we are, like
1: them fighting for their company pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah, the hostile take, I mean, that's what happens when you go public. It's always a risk. Mm -hmm. You can amass enough people that own pieces of the company, whether small or big, and just take over a majority share and then you control it. So um, hostile takeovers are, no one can t- ostily take over. Kind of funny. Not yet. I'd like to see you try. We got guns. Uh, number nine, the final topic on this week's <laughs> abbreviated and quite topic. short. And not very interesting, Roper's Report, if I do say I was something. I interested. This is, of course, the the wrap-up. Uh, top-down action game Church in the Darkness is coming to PlayStation 4 and centers around a religious cult in South America in the 1970s. That sounds awesome. It's it's supposed to be really cool. It's You're basically, I think, like... Uh, Detectives or something going down. So like people go down, they make this place called Freedom Town. They're a cult in South America, and then people go down to see what's going on. Like, the family hasn't heard from them. Obviously, shades of what was going on in the 1970s. That's supposed to be pretty good. All right. Or it looks pretty good. It's supposed to be pretty clever, I should say. Physics-based puzzler 101 Ways to Die is coming to PlayStation 4 on March 22nd. Horror game Never Ending Nightmares is coming to PS4 and Vita in the second quarter of 2016- Brutal side-scroller Risk of Rain is coming to PS4 and Vita later in 2016. Popular Soccer slash Car Game Rocket League is getting a physical release in the coming months that was exclusively revealed on Colin and Grey Live. Pa. And finally, Hitman's PS4 beta begins on March 4th and is exclusive to PS Plus members. It will run through that weekend, and then Hitman, I think, comes out the next week. Mm-hmm. And that's it for episode. Roper's report. I'd really like to play that weird-ass cult game you're talking
0: about, Colin. Me too. But it's not out yet. If I wanted to know what was
1: out this week in the Mom and Grop shops... Where would I go? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, sometimes PSP software. by the kind of funny
0: co-finders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gun comes to PS4 digital and retail. This game looks interesting to me. Um, you are Agent Alakine, a highly skilled Russian assassin working alongside American CIA agents during the Cold War. As the tension of a nuclear standoff grows with each passing minute, the fate of America and quite possibly the world lies within your hand. Doesn't say what it is, but it looks like it's a third-person shooter. Okay. Broforce, which is free for PS Plus members, comes to PS4 digitally. says, when the when evil threatens the world, the world calls on Broforce, an underfunded, overpowered paramilitary organization dealing exclusively in excessive force. Battle alone or online with four-player co-op and bring down anything that stands in the way of freedom. I will. Maybe, kind of. I wish it was my Vita. Croiler Sigma comes to PS Vita digital. It's crossed by with PS4. I don't think it already is on PS4. It says, wielding magic blades, four girls fight back successive waves of monsters in this exhilarating hack and slash action game. There are various battle styles and you can mix and match and four weapons to form your own play style. That was a good write up. Told me everything I need to know about that game. Gunscape comes to PS4 digitally. It says, Gunscape provides easy to use tools based on block placement interface everybody's already familiar with to create all <laughs> types of maps. Don't like building stuff? Then just blast your way through hordes of monsters or duel, or duel with other players. Okay. Heavy Rain comes to PS4 hey. digitally. It says Heavy Rain is an ambitious project that tells a complex story through contextual actions and realistic visuals. Embracing the idea of interactive storytelling, the game is built around an emotive and compelling proposition. Quote, how far would you go to save someone you love? End quote. Not a great write-up. I could have written 5,000 things about Heavy Rain. That would have been better than that. Wow. That's a great game. If people haven't played Heavy Rain, you should absolutely fucking play it. Rain. Heavy Rain's awesome. Ironcast comes to PS4 digitally. This is a game Greg was talking about. I was about. talking about this. One. Ironcast is a game of steampunk mech combat. Set in a fictional version of the Victorian era, players take control of a seven-meter-tall walking vehicle called an Ironcast. You must face off against an invading force of enemy Ironcast in order to defend 1880s Victorian England.
0: It's fun so far. Not super deep in terms of, like, you know, well, I lost to it, but I enjoy I enjoy that it's not taking over my life. There's not, like, a lot of stress, you know what I
1: mean? It's yeah. fun ma- matching. and I'm having a good time. Looking forward to playing it. McDroid comes to PS4 digitally. It says McDroid is a combination of tower defense and action. You'll have to build your base and defenses, harvest resources, and discover numerous sci-fi weapons as swarms of alien enemies come at you. Stay on your toes all the time.
0: I guess I have to.
1: Mortal Kombat XL comes to PS4 digital and retail. One of the best-selling titles of 2015 has gone XL. Complete with a K. Ah. The Mortal Kombat X experience with new and existing content includes the main game and new playable characters Alien, Leatherface, Triborg, and Bull Rai Cho. Previously released playable characters include Predator, Jason Voorhees, Tremor, Tanya, and Goro. Also includes the new skin pack, Apocalypse pack, and previously released skin packs, and all previously released skin packs. Pirate Solitaire comes to Vita Fuck digitally. Yes. Out with the old sea dog and seize the pirate's gold. Play Solitaire right on the deck of the reaver ship. Levels of varying difficulty promise several hours of exciting gameplay, and unique golden cards make the game even more interesting. I fucking love that. Levels of varying difficulty promise several hours of exciting gameplay. Royal Defense, Invisible Threat, comes to Vita digitally. The castle needs a hero as hordes of trolls are surrounding it. Build towers, save money, learn spells, and keep the enemy away. Follow the exciting story of the Dwarven Kingdom's inter- eternal struggle against the troll hordes who only want to crush the dwarves and claim their territory. That's all they want. Screen Sheet, which is a really clever game. Yeah. Not for me, but I can admit it's clever. Comes to PS4 digitally. Screen cheat is a split-screen first-person shooter that centers around the conceit of screen-cheating peeping, looking looking at the screens of other players to locate their position. In Screensheet, all players are invisible, turning this con- controversial tactic into the core mechanic of the game. Very, very clever. That game has not going to do well written all over it, though. Because you have to play it with others locally. Sure. And I hope I'm wrong, but I doubt it. Square Heroes is the final game. comes PS4 digitally. There's nothing more satisfying than mowing down your buddy, hearing them curse and then doing it again just to rub it in. Square Heroes has been driven by a desire to recapture the feeling and share it with others. It's a great party game easy to pick up but hard to master and most fun when played with friends. And that is all for the drop.
0: Then it's time for topic of the show.
1: Tots, 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 tots.
0: Colin, this is one that I read, and I, I chuckled aloud, saying that I thought you would have something to say about this. Because it was one of those when I feel like I'm fired up about something, and I know that you also get fired up about the same thing, that this one might hit a few buttons for you. So the topic of the show was, of course, submitted over at kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, where you can submit your questions. And it comes from Austin. Austin writes in and says, Sup, Greg and Colin. Last episode, you guys ridiculed DICE for nominating Metal Gear Solid 5 as Adventure Game of the Year. Would you guys mind explaining this in more detail? Stating that the protagonist uses a gun instead of a sword as a reason for dismissing a game as an adventure game seems rather trivial. Wait a minute. Go ahead, just start. I don't remember us at all saying that. No one ever said that, but go on. I think our point was that Metal Gear Solid (laughs) is not an adventure game. You can play an adventure game with guns. Go on. After all, the way Metal Gear Solid 5 is played is, in many ways, a puzzle. Only the pieces are enemies. There's even a strong exploratory narrative to back it up. I'm not saying Metal Gear Solid 5 is an adventure game, but it does feel as if you guys dismissed it rather quickly without the famous unpacking treatment you guys are
1: known for. Keep up the good work, Austin. There's nothing about Metal Gear Solid 5... Having only played it for under 10 hours, fewer than 10 hours. I've played a lot more than 10 hours. That is an adventure game. There's not a single solitary aspect of that game that's an adventure game it has nothing to do with the weapons no one ever said that I don't yeah that's and I, I don't know if, if we said that I would have heard about that we didn't say that it doesn't make any sense adventure doesn't mean that you're adventuring like you're in the fucking J.R.R. Tolkien universe that's not what it means an adventure yeah, yeah. game is a genre
0: Wikipedia says an adventure game is a video game in which the player assumes the role of a protagonist in an interactive story driven by exploration and puzzle solving the genre genre's focus on story allows it to draw heavily from other narrative based media literature and film encompassing a wide. A variety of literary genres. Many adventure games, text and graphic, are designed for a single player. For, si- for a single player, since the emphasis on story and character makes multiplayer design difficult. Colossal Cave Adventure is identified as such an adventure game, first released in 1976. While other notable adventure games include Zork, King's Quest, The Secret of Monkey Island, and Myst. Meanwhile, let's talk about an action game, right? Mm-hmm. The action game, this is Wikipedia again, is a video game genre that emphasizes physical challenges, including hand-eye coordination and reaction time. The genre, the genre includes diverse subgenres such as fighting games, shooter games, and platform games, which are widely considered the more important action games. Though some real-time strategy games are also considered to be in action games. In an action game, the player typically controls the avatar of a protagonist. The avatar must navigate a level, collecting objects, avoiding obstacles, and battling enemies with various attacks. At the end of a level or group of levels, the enemy, the player must defeat a large boss enemy that is larger and more challenging than the other people. And it goes on like this. This is the crux of the argument and why we laughed at the DICE awards in the fact that an adventure game is not Metal Gear Solid Five. And that what we have talked about all the time is... The, the way, and maybe it's, you know, we need to do whatever with genres and titles. And, like, this is what sucks of that there isn't an AP of video games, right? There isn't somebody who can say, this is what this word means and we're done with it. You know what I mean? The fact that, yeah, when you go to different sites, you go to different publications, you go to a different award show, it all starts getting murky. And in, I just can't sit there and understand why DICE is saying this is an adventure game. You're, you Yes, you are on an adventure that'll give you but the genre of adventure game has been defined already it's well defined you know what i mean like that's the whole point
1: yeah adventure gaming is uh, it's not only well defined it's like one of the oldest genres in games as they established there and mm-hmm. so adventure games were text based at first and and um Listen, it's one of these things that's self-evident when you're a gamer. You know what an adventure game is. You know what an action game is. You know what a side-scroller is. You know what a role-playing game is. Metal Gear Solid 5 isn't an adventure game. It isn't an adventure game. There's nothing about it that makes it an adventure game. We know what an adventure game is. I don't even agree with the complete definition of that because it's of so course. much easier than to define it than that. It's, it's uh, That's like way too complicated. It's like the whole argument that Metroid Prime was an adventure game. It's like, what are you talking about? It's a fucking shooter. You know, like Metroid Prime is a shooter. So uh, I don't I don't un- understand this argument. It's a weird argument to make. I, I don't. It, it, it's not right. I'm not as riled up as I thought I was gonna. Be. I thought you were gonna. You know, you were really
0: gonna. I just liked up. when the, the sword thing getting thrown in there. And yeah, then also like, with all that's due to no, and and don't get that. me wrong, Austin. Did I say that? Did we say that? Like, I, can't I can't imagine that we If we said did. That. It must have been something like we Does mentioned Link or something? something. I don't
1: know. Yeah, but it definitely. I. It wouldn't have been like, like you that. don't that's need, a real. Like you don't need adventure gaming is not predicated on. On a, a place or time sure at all. of course of course of course
0: and, and to be clear yeah I thought Austin's question is super respectful it's just I knew there was triggers in there and I'm glad he's having this conversation with us but I mean Austin I love you buddy but you're grasping at straws after all the way Metal Gear Solid 5 is played is in many ways a puzzle only the pieces are the enemies it's, it's like- not a puzzle it's a stealth
1: game that's exactly. the way a stealth game is played. Tactical espionage, right? It's right there. Yeah. I don't understand. That, that's like really weird. That's like saying like Wolfenstein, the new order, since it's on my mind and we just mentioned it before, sure. is, a, is an adventure game because it's like a puzzle because you're sneaking around and trying to kill as many people as possible without anyone alerting anyone. It's a stealth game. Yeah. And stealth is associated genetically with action, not adventure. Yeah. Adventure games are finding things and interacting with the world and taking your time. You know what an adventure game is. Let's stop being dense. About this shit. Sure. You know what an adventure game is. I don't have to, you want to talk about this anymore. What do you think about action adventure when they put that genre in there? That's not even a real thing. That's an old way to describe games that I think was more like a fusion of role playing mechanics with action. Like action adventure games, like people would be like, oh, Zelda is an action adventure game. I'm like, I, I don't think so. But if, uh, like I, I, if you say so, but I don't even think that's really a valid genre to be honest yeah was, it's not, they're, they're totally opposite like action adventure i don't know how you fuse those things together in, a, in an effective way well, you can i'm sure you can i'm sure people will tweet I it feel me and like tell action, me how but well
0: no i feel like action like if i was to say with metal gear even it's a stealth game right but in, i think you could if you had an action adventure category i could see it being there the same thing with like uncharted i feel like when it's like you get into this third person and not that the perspective i guess matters so i'm already backing into it all wrong but i'm saying when there's Action, gameplay, and then story. Again, when I'm saying action, adventure, I'm not saying action, game, plus adventure, game. Equal, it is literally that you're on an adventure. It is Indiana Jones. It is this, you know what I mean? It's saying that you know the kind of experience you're getting out of it. Where, again, adventure is how does this water bottle interact with that microphone to get us out of this thing? You know, it is full throttle. It is Day of the Tentacle. It is, you know, uh, Telltale's. Even uh, now, it's they're into this, you know, I, I don't. They are technically still adventure games. The Walking Dead stuff, right? But even that, it's getting into this narrative game. You know what I mean? These story-based decisions. Choose your own adventure games. You know what I mean? Rather than strict adventure games, which I didn't like for a long time from them, right? Like even playing certain puzzles in Back to the Future, which are like, all right, how do I get Doc's... Lab to
1: stop exploding or whatever, so I can get out and get into the. Yeah, fucking... I just don't find these games fun that much. Like, well, it's... I think that's why you s- you've seen them pull away for you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you... I just and I just don't. I, the adventure gaming has almost never been for me. It, it, it tries my fucking patience too much. I like brutally hard games, but I like games where I know what I'm doing. Um, and I don't like where like, logic like... makes sense. Yeah, because that's,
0: like... that's always the thing where you have a, you, I have this bag full of shit and I'm in this room and like how can I interact with all this crap with what I have to make something happen?
1: Because I remember the last adventure game that I was really excited about, like really excited about, was Zach and Wiki on Wii. Oh yeah. And uh, I bought it when it came out, and and uh, this was in 2008, I think, and uh, maybe in 2007. And um, I remember just being like, what a waste. What a fucking waste. This game has awesome aesthetic. These characters are great, and I had to play this. Mm-hmm. It was so hard. That game is notoriously hard, but I, I just... It's just not for me, so I don't really judge people. I know a lot of people that like adventure games, but... Um, and that's great. But w- the thing is, is that we know what these games are. You can put a thousand games in front of me and show them to me for literally five minutes each if you wanted to. And I can tell you the genre that they are like, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science because if we're going to go down this hole. Then Madden's a role-playing game, but sure. is it really a role-playing game? Because it has stats it's a and progression. Stand. Yeah. It's like, it's a fucking sports game. Come on. Yeah. You know, like we know what it is. Um, it like there are components of games that. Can be mixed and match nonlinearity or open world and, and things of this nature that can mix and match into an open world action game or open world role playing game. I mean it's possible, but I don't know. We know what games are. I and mean, it's okay that like Metal Gear is not an adventure game. There's no justification to call it an adventure game.
0: Just give it an word. Yes. Yeah, I have to imagine that was part of it, right? Spread them out. We can get give out more things, honor more people. Colin? Let's clear our palate. Cleanse our palate, I should say. By hitting up trophy time. What do you got for me this week? In the, in the newest segment, where you, you detail some of the new trophies that have popped online, some of the trophies you've been getting.
1: The trophies in um Far Cry are gettable. People yeah. are getting the uh, trophies there. Let's see. Um, mm, Ray Gigant, no G- Gigant, Vita trophies popped. This is, I don't know what this is. It has a Platinum. Gundam Breakers 3, PS4 and Vita, plat- trophies popped up with a platinum. Gunscape's trophies are up. It has a platinum. Yeah. Action Hanks trophies are up. Doesn't have a platinum. Quell Memento got a trophy update, I guess, because that popped back up. That game's old. Um, Puzzle Quest Challenge of the Warlords on PS4. Oh, fuck. I was hoping that'd say Vita. Uh, trophies popped. Uh, and nothing else on there. Let me just go to Exo phase I was looking here before. Yeah, Resident Evil 6's trophies are up. It has 71 trophies because of Damn. all the DLC. Yeah. The trophy list is probably the same as it is on PS3. Um, and then Bro Forces, trophies are up in Chronicles of Teddy, Harmony of Exodus. Don't know what this is. Let's of see. First on a four spin-off following Teddy. So yeah, not, not, nothing too exciting. Okay. Nothing too exciting this week, unfortunately. No, it's okay. Last week, for the first time, somebody wrote
0: in, if you remember, trying to hijack the segment. John writes in with his own twist. He wrote in, of course, to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can. It says, hey, big boys. Here's a twist on last week's request to look into a best friend's trophy list on PSN profiles. I use my trophy list as a way to reflect on the games I've spent time with over the years. I also use my trophy list as an easy way to help pick a game to play when I'm indecisive. So here's a twist. Looking at my trophy list, what game should I go back into and attempt to achieve the platinum? Best wishes, John. PS, Smooches, etc. So, go over here. John's PSN if you want to play at home is JK Deadite. JK Deadite. Uh, wait, wait, how do you spell that? J, just the letter J, then K. Hold on a second. Then D. Okay. I thought you were saying I. Oh, I apologize. Deadite. He's a deadite. Okay. Like an anti-dentite.
1: I'm going to his thing You're now. You're looking there too.
0: He's got the platinum in Hitman Go like me. Congratulations. Doesn't have all the trophies and gone home. Fucking get it together. He's got, he popped one bronze and fire watch and walked away. Witness, he's forty eight percent in. Witness is, I think, a uh, as a guy who will never beat the witness and like thinks it's cool or whatever, but isn't like that's not my kind of game. That seems like a game that's like a very honorable platinum to achieve. Mm. If you can get, if I'd, I'd say double down up right now on what we're seeing and get in on that witness and get all up in it, get yourself from goddamn witness platinum. Looking through, what else has he got going on here? He's also... Well, Microsoft. here... All right, so I already
1: have one. Sound shapes. He doesn't have the platinum and sound shapes. Mm, there you go. Start that's pop- a totally gettable and easy sure. one to get. Yeah, you pop that, and then you pop it over and over and over again. Um, so I would go there. I would start there. Okay. Sound shapes, and you can send that to your PS4, your PS3, and your Vita. So that's three platinums. Right. Um, Got that
0: Lego belt. Batman 3 platinum. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have all the... Everybody's gone to the Rapture trophies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While I'm saying witness, Yeah, I'll say saying sound shapes. Yeah, sound shapes. I mean, definitely sound shapes. That's, that seems to be a no-brainer. Okay. Well, let's jump in and see what the rest of the readers have to say in reader mail. This one. Brought to you by Squarespace. Start your free trial site today at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code PS to get 10% off your first purchase. Building a website can be tough, and even if you do know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair. Whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else, in this day and age, you probably need a website. Well, lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level. No coding required. You can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website. So what are you waiting for? Start a free trial right now with no credit card required and build your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code PS to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support. For P.S. I love you. XOXO. We thank Squarespace for their support of P.S. I love you. XOXO. Colin. Where do I want to start with you today? Where do I want to get in to that big, beautiful brain? Let's do this. Dakota wrote in. He, not so much a question, a rebuttal to you last week. Dakota says, hey, guys. It's a respectful rebuttal, don't worry. Hey, guys. The question... And subsequent discussion about video game careers was quite poignant for me. I am the figure that Colin described. I have a STEM degree, software development. I earn a high five figure five. I earn a high five figure salary, and I sit at my desk from nine to five-ish. But I'm not happy about it. I sit at my desk and dream of electronic entertainment. I dream of the job I wish I had. I'm incredibly passionate about gaming and hunger for a career in the industry. And I'm working at it. When I come home from work, I have to decide. Do I write an article for my gaming website nobody reads? Do I work on, a show, work on show notes for my gaming podcast that nobody listens to? Do I put a few hours into some game dev projects I'm juggling? There isn't enough time in the day. All the while, I have to consider the very real possibility of making far less money. It's a case of golden handcuffs. I'm 28 years old, halfway through escrow on a new home, and planning, to, planning a wedding with my fiancé. It's the absolute worst time to be pursuing a radical career shift. The risks that Colin mentioned are very real. It makes me wish that I had put serious thought into all of this decades ago. Colin and I both have a bit of the grass is always greener mentality towards our degree choices. But what we have in common is a wish that we had begun putting serious thought into the issue way earlier in our lives. Colin, I admire your pragmatism regarding STEM, but I can't say I'd pass the same advice along. I have money and it means, little to me. it means so little to me. I would happily make many thousands less and do something I absolutely love. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer here, but I thought the other perspective might be appreciated. Thanks for the constant inspiration, Dakota. Thank you, Dakota, for writing in and saying that. Do you want to say anything to Dakota?
1: No, I, I think that, you know, I listen I went back and listened to that portion of the podcast because I'm like, did I make any sense? And it was way way more salient than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of really positive feedback about it. Um People just saying, like, thank you for keeping it real, because I just don't want pe- I don't want to blow smoke up people's asses. That was the one thing that I was i was trying to, to say more than anything is that chase your dreams chase your dreams all you want you want to be a fucking pro baseball player then chase your dream and be a pro baseball player you know like it's it's fine all i'm saying is that like eventually you're gonna run into a wall probably and pragmatic things listen money's not gonna ma- money doesn't matter to you try you not have ha- <laughs> try not having any and see how much it doesn't matter to you like like you might you might say that you you'd be fine with thousands of dollars less but would you Would your fiance, would your house be an escrow right now if you didn't have those thousands of dollars? Like, sorry. Like, um, I'm not, I always use this quote and it's not, it's not meant to, uh, it's from Boiler Room, which is a a, a show that takes place or a movie that takes place on Long Island. It's about, it's about, um, uh, traders like illegal stock market. traders And Ben Affleck says, um, uh, money is, he says something like, and I think I'm, I'm butchering it. Anyone who says money is the root of all evil never had any. Yeah. And that always stood out to me as being like a not necessarily a nice thing or a right thing to say, but something that's like there's a there's a piece of truth to it that money isn't the root of all evil. Money uh, gives you an ability to live life. It doesn't make you happy. It doesn't necessarily make you sad. It's just a tool that's there. And if you have more of it or put yourself in a position to make more of it or to be more successful financially and professionally, I do stand by the fact that you'll have the propensity and a greater likelihood to be happier. It doesn't mean you're going to be happier. It means that you'll have a, more, a greater likelihood of being happy because you have to worry about fewer things. And that's all I was trying to say to people. You can be very happy making $30,000 a year working at a nonprofit. You can be very happy making $500,000 a year working at an investment banking firm with quarterly bonuses that put your salary into the millions, like, and everything in between. You can totally be happy in that space. The question is, will you be happiest being most uh, successful and will you be happiest being most... um um, uh, confident in your ability to do things and to have a job and to be stable. That was all I was trying to say. I understand. So I think that, and I think that, that people got that. And I, I when I went back and I said, I'm like, yeah, I came through fun. So I appreciate what he's saying, but I'd be very careful saying like money doesn't mean anything to me. I'm sure it does. If you went to making your $90,000 a year, or whatever to making $50,000 a year, you know, you know, yeah. because um, as we've become more successful and we've made more money, it certainly hasn't made me happier in, in the main, but it certainly removed stress from my life. Sure. I remember when I was we making ta- fucking nothing. We were talking about this with Clements last night, Yeah, time, right? we went out like with Clements.
0: We were reminiscing our old original IGN days.
1: Yeah, I remember, I remember, I was saying, like, in 2007, 2008, I just ran out of money. That's unfathomable. I have never run out of money now unless, like, something tragic happened. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but like there was a time where I'm like, I'm out of money nothing I have nothing left yeah and I have another seven or eight days until I get paid what the fuck am I supposed to do does that sound fun to anyone like does, uh, that's all I'm saying like or we were talking about cabs about how we would ride like a cab a month if we could back when we used cabs um and I remember looking like watching the thing being like, all right this is it like I got to get out I don't have any more money in my pocket yeah, so yeah that's yeah. What the meter says here's your money I'm gonna walk the rest of the way um or when you your student loans come due and you really just can't make the, the arithmetic work these are real life issues. And those are going to make you really fucking sad. So that's all I was trying to say is if you want to chase a job like ours or chase a job in game dev or in publishing or whatever, go for it. And there's no reason you shouldn't or won't be successful. I'm just saying. You have the ability when you're younger, especially to control your own destiny and someone should be telling these kids. And this guy is almost our age. He's not a kid, but someone should be telling these 12 year olds, these 14 year olds like you might not understand money. Right now you have $50 in your account or your pocket. And you think it's fucking all the money in the world. I remember when I had a thousand dollars for the first time in college, I was like, Holy shit. You know? And it's like nothing, you know, a thousand dollars is nothing. But like, you're so excited because it's all contextual and someone should be telling these kids like, you won't understand this now, but definitely study these things because it's going to give you a greater likelihood of stability in the future. And you'll be thankful that you did. I know it means nothing to you now, 14 year old young man, but when you are 30, it's going to mean everything to you. So, just, like, but no one sat down and tells kids that. No one sat down and told me that. And my my family is very into scholarship, so it's and, and but chasing what you want. I said that we did our humanities thing, and it's very selfish of me to have a mom who's an anthropologist and my sisters who are artists and mm. um, English majors and stuff. My brother, it's very selfish of me to say like, oh, but you know, you could be a pharmacist and make like two hundred thousand dollars a year, and that will make you happier, I think, but maybe not. Do what you want, mm-hmm. but I just. I just feel like we've, we've, we, oh, this is our most common question, right? Yeah. For years. Sure. And I just feel like eventually you're just blowing smoke up people's asses. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying eventually you're just blowing smoke up people's asses. Like, like, that's why I wanted to be clear that like the, the, the role that luck and serendipitous timing played in, in our, in our ascent. The very platform we were assigned to and like all these kinds of things. There's all these like fucking forks in the road. Sure. So I just want people to be practical and I want people to be happy and successful, stable. And sometimes it's hard for me to understand not wanting to go to work. You know, and (laughs) I get that, that people get up and they're like, I don't want to fucking do this. I hate this fucking job. I make $75,000 a year and it's enough for me to live in the middle of the country and my family. But like, I fucking hate this shit. Like, I, you know, I, I get it. I understand all of that. But the grass is always greener until it isn't. You know, and so, like, be very careful if you're making high, f- you know, the median household income in the United States is like $41,000 a year. Keep that in mind. The median household income. Two so, parents. yeah, like uh, the f- presumably a nuclear family, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're making high five f- figures, which is twice that or more by yourself, you know, maybe count your blessings. That's sure. my opinion.
0: Okay. Butaski. Wrote in to com slash PSQ and says, Hi, Colin and Greg. How do the messages embedded in games impact your appreciation for them? For example, Bioshock was an over-critique of Ayn Rand's objectivism, while Dragon Age Inquisition seemed pro-Christian. Do you ever find a gaming affirming or objective? Do you ever find a game affirming or objectionable
1: because of a statement it makes?
0: Thanks, Butaski.
1: No, and this was the, the I love art that says something, yep, even exactly. if it's offensive. And that this is something that I don't think is lost on anyone that listened to the show last week, is that Bioshock is one of my favorite games, and I am a huge Ayn Rand fan. And that is a, that game is shitting on her. Yeah. I mean, that that's what the game is. It's saying like, does in this world that she describes of objectivism and that whole thing. People can read about objectivism. I won't explain it now, but like, doesn't the idea of the Atlas shrugged objectivist mentality of the rich and all this kind of stuff. Isn't that great until it fucking isn't. And to me that could be, if I was a baby could be fucking, you know, really like offensive. Like, Oh, you don't like iron ran and, and yeah, like, yeah. you never play Bosh. but You're I love insulting it. things that I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I love it. I'm like, this is so interesting and maybe this is the way it is. And, and you know, um, Andrew Ryan, I, and ran, I mean, it's, 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 you know, like uh, it's obvious like what it was going for. Um, and I liked it. I like when things challenge me and make mm-hmm. and unsettle my 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 ideas and notions. But the idea I like with Bioshock is I've said it before, like most people that hate on Iran have no idea what the fuck Atlas shrugs about. No idea what the fountainhead's about. They've never read it. They, they've never picked up the book in their life. They just parrot, you know, talking points because they think it's cool. Um, And I would suspect suspect that most people that play Bioshock have no idea that that's what the association is with that game, but it's exactly what it is. So I, I think that it's there's there's different layers of enjoyment. I think that there's probably people out there that love Bioshock that have no idea that that's what it's about. Mm hmm. Or no idea that that's the theme. They know what it's about, but they don't know that that's the theme. Right. And so I think that that's very positive. So I never played Dragon Age Inquisition, but if it's pro-Christian, I'm not, I'm an atheist. But I think that that sounds interesting to me, too. I mean, right. that's the power of the medium, right? We always talk about it and
0: like how it shakes out with books or movies or whatever. But it has the ability to put you into a situation or shoes that you wouldn't be in normally, right? Normally we wouldn't be in this world seeing what would happen if uh, th- at least this one projected what would happen if Ayn Rand stuff went off, right, or Pro Christian or whatever. And like that's wh- where games get interesting and powerful is when they actually do, yeah, challenge your ideas or you know make you think about something like this, right? I don't think when people were playing Pitfall, they were worrying about like what the message of the game was, what the story of the g- you know what I mean, what it was trying to teach you or tell you. I love that games do that now or have the chance to. And not that every game has to, right? Shovel Knight doesn't have to have a greater meaning for me to be playing it other than let's go through and fucking kick some ass because we're the Shovel Knight and we're going to fucking own all these bastards who think they can take over this world. Give me more health. Glock guy 1926 wrote in to kindofunny.com slash PSQ just like you can and says in response to Greg's point in episode 24 about PSVR getting the high price, low adoption rate, then dev seeing the small install base and not touching it, I can see that happening, but the difference between VR and Move is that Sony was the only one with Move. They aren't the only ones with VR. Devs likely, and then in parentheses, hopefully, won't be looking only at the PSVR install base. They'll be looking at what Oculus plus PSVR plus Vive install base. I assume slash hope the porting between Oculus and PSVR will be a similar process as porting from PC to PS4. So... Even if it's not exclusive, the total install base between the different variations of VR may be worth the investment. I'm not a programmer and could be completely wrong. Just a thought Glock Guy 1926. Well, I don't think it's, I mean, I'm with you. Don't get me wrong. You could have ported, and you did see ports of Wii games. I was going to say I don't agree at all that move was exactly the Wii was there. That was a thing, but even putting that part of it aside, I'm aware that Oculus and Vive are in this conversation as well. I just think that they have already priced themselves out of mainstream, or not even mainstream, as much as priced themselves out of even some of the people who are originally interested in VR. And if Sony does the exact same thing, you're still going to have a fan base, uh, install base that's so small. Does it matter to a developer? When they see in like that's all even when you're talking about this, like, oh, well, they'll port them over there and they'll do this. That wave one of whatever you know, the PlayStation VR exclusives for them, even if there's launch exclusives, you know what I mean? This kind of thing at, at, at the go. If those numbers suck, what is the in the developers are yeah, gonna port them everywhere they can because they want to try to make their money back. But it's one of those like, if I'm a developer, I make Game X, I put it out. And I put it on PlayStation VR, part of this exclusive uh, window I have with Sony or whatever, we'll say, right? Or vice versa, on Oculus. And it sells like crap. I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, I need to get this on every platform. I'll get it on every platform. But even then, I think the panic of getting it to those platforms and watching those numbers, you're never going to sell enough to where you're like, poof, that, that I was so foolish in the first few days. You know, our first, you know, weeks or whatever. This thing totally paid off in the end. I think it's going to be, man, we fucking made it on this one. Let's not put ourselves in this situation again. And that's one dark timeline of what could happen with VR.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think it's, it's, uh, it could cycle out of control very quickly and it would be very bad. But the thing about VR is that it's going to exist forever. So the, the VR is not going anywhere. Th- that's the difference between VR and motion gaming. Motion gaming disappeared because it sucks. VR gaming doesn't suck. And VR doesn't, and VR has way more practic- practical applications than just gaming, which is why it's just not going to disappear and why I think Sony's early and ambitious and aggressive investment in it is going to prove to pay dividends for them. Mm-hmm. It might not now, but it will. And uh, yeah, so Samsung's in on the game and obviously Oculus and Facebook are in on the game, but um, I don't know that it's going to be enough to save it from game applications. If those things don't sell very well either, then it's just dead platform after dead platform. What I'm most intrigued about with PSVR is if they start to eat it. Or if our assumption that they're going to eat it is is unfounded because the technology is more affordable. I don't know. I think there's a lot of unknowns. I'm settling at the 499 price point now for, for PSVR um, just based on what the others are doing. Because if it's much cheaper, then it only says two things. Either Sony is going to eat it and take a massive loss. And, and they're going to take a significant loss. The sunken costs on on R&D alone in PSVR has to has to amount to a lot of money. Tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars maybe. Mm-hmm. Um just in, and I'm not saying that that's what it costs to make. I'm saying the song can cost in marketing it, in paying developers to make games for it, and obviously R and and having Richard Marks and his guys like work on it for years. In the band, um, and, and the band, of course, Richard Marx's band, and uh, there's just there. If they, so, either they're willing to do that, or it's not as much as we think it's going to be, and these guys are trying to make gratuitous profit, which I don't think is the case, or um, it falls somewhere in between. But I still I, st- I don't know this this VR event at the, the PSVR event at GDC is going to tell the tale uh-huh. um, for release date and price. If they don't say anything about either of those or both, they have to say, both. if they don't, I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Because I was of the mind, too, that maybe as we talked about, just skeptically, I don't think they would do it, but just maybe be like, we're not releasing this thing like like, they're, you know, like like to say like we will just yeah, yeah. eat the cost now and not even bother. I don't I don't think that they would do something like that. Obviously they believe in it and they love it and it yeah, is great yeah. it is a great piece of tech. But I was wondering I'm like why aren't you saying anything? Like what are you doing? Everyone yeah. else is like making a splash but I think they've been smart especially they're going to undercut their competitors to so just let them talk sure. and just let them, you know, blah 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 because if they come out and say like PSVR is $300, everyone's going to be like holy shit. But it's going to show up. Their stockholders might not like that very much mm-hmm. because it's going to take a very long time for them to make that money back. To recoup it, and yeah. they're finally not only in the black, but actually making a lot of money again. So as Sony, as Sony proper, so it's the first time in many years since the early PS3 era where they like really are making money. So it's a huge risk. Yeah, um, I wish I was a fly on the wall. Sometimes there just that's understood Japanese that. Uh, to just know like like what is the argument what are what are who believes in it who doesn't believe in it there's got to be people high up there that don't believe in this oh sure and 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 are arguing the contrary and maybe devil's advocate position that we should be very careful with what we're doing with psvr but i'm sure that there's very bold and um uh bullish people there as well about it and i think it, i think it's wise since they have it they made it to be bullish be as bullish as possible
0: we'll see I'm really excited for this March event.
1: Me too. I'm really excited to buy it.
0: I want it. Yeah. I'm. Well, r- right now, I'm more excited for the March event. Because I'm, I'm I'm on the fence. I don't want to buy it if it's too super expensive. I don't care if it's expensive. I'm going to buy it.
1: Like, I, 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 no, I, I know you're all in. You're on in on everything. Yeah. Like, I want it. Like, I think it's going to be fucking awesome. I really believe in this thing. Like, I think it's going to be so good. Yeah. Um...
0: For me, it's, it reminds me... I mean, if we start talking about how high the price gets. It starts being the conversation of the you know the original run of Beyond episodes when I didn't own a PS3. And I wouldn't buy it till there was a price drop or games I really needed on it. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. If it launches in No Man's Sky and everything
1: else, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. But you had access to a PS3. Right. You we, we I, had mean, like, our, I didn't buy a PS3 about my own until 2009. Yeah. Because I refused to pay that much. I was like, this is not worth what you're asking for it. But we had a million PS3s. I had a PS3 at my house. I just didn't own it. Oh, see, so I, all I'm saying the is the only that thing I brought home
0: on the PS3 was the for calling all cars. Legitimately. That was like the first time I ever drug at home. Oh, really? I had yeah. a PS3
1: just Stood like I was just at home. So mm, it was like, yeah. I mean, I worked on it. It
0: was a different life back then where we actually played games at work when you had to work on stuff.
1: Yeah, but to me, it's, it's just a, it's different because you could play PS3. If you didn't have the option of being in the industry IGN. you might have bought one at a more expensive price point. And the thing is, is, that you know I'm gonna have one. Sure. Well, I mean, like you keep, I mean, and you could use it. I'm not saying you can or shouldn't or have to or don't. But I mean, have to. you also I'm keep, saying we, you'll know there's gonna be one here. I know, but
0: we also keep tossing this around. That's as why if, I don't buy an Xbox One? Sure. But I mean, and they also don't play any other games. That's true. Uh, but the thing about the VR thing, I mean, like we can keep sitting here and like I'm not gonna, I won't buy. I, I'm this. I'm I'm trying to figure out what my sweet spot for a price would be in this, that, or the other. And you're like, I'm in no matter what, and da da da. And we're both. In a way being disingenuous, like I'm sure Sony's
1: going to send us both of the units ahead of time. You know, I, it's funny you say that because I never really thought about it. I, I, I know imagine, that they'll send well, us yeah. I know they'll send us a dev kit, you know, at some point, probably. Maybe, but I, mean, I never assume I honestly yeah. never you're right, maybe so. I never assume because my PS4 is mine. I bought that. Yeah. But we do have two oh, of I, these. I
0: own my PS4 <laughs> as well. No, I bought my PS4. <laughs> no, I, I know, but too. we do have two of these. Yeah, we have two of the
1: twentieth anniversary. So there's so you're right. But it isn't like there is a disingenuousness, in this, a disingenuousness in the main there, I guess. But honestly, I'm not even considered it. I mean, I'm sure what's going to happen is when they finally put it up, you'll pre-order anyway. Yeah, you know I'm gonna. Bu- mean? I mean, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, exactly. and then maybe we'll give ours away or whatever. I don't. I don't know. Or we'll get one and you can have it. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, if I'm, I'm.
0: This is one of those things where I love VR. I love what I've played for it and what I've used it for. Right. I'm. I'm in. I, I, this is one of those scenarios where we always talk about life, and then some. You know, people talk to us about like, well, you guys get all your games for free or this, that, or the other. Blah blah blah. blah right. Like, there are those moments where when, I mean, not moments. I guess when I believe in something, I buy it myself, right? I bought my own Lego Dimensions thing. I bought my own PlayStation Four thing. I did, you know what I mean? Like, if they come out and they hit the price point that I think is reasonable for VR, I'm gonna pre-order right away too because I want it on launch day. What if? Because there's always that thing. What if we don't get any from Sony? You know what I mean? There's no, there's no promise. You know what I mean? I think it's probable, but there, there, it could easily be that like it's like when you know. <laughs> video games I love come out but we don't get our codes until like two days later I just buy the fucking game you know what I mean like I want to play it at midnight I want it right away I want to be putting up videos about this I hope we get it early but if it was one of those like who the hell knows I'm going to pre-order because I don't want to be sold out I want to make sure I get it I want you know what I mean yeah I think I that say, you know uh, what I mean a lot sorry what's going to end up happening is what happened I was cognizant of th- that this episode everybody always gives me a lot of shit for saying you know what i mean yeah and like it's literally something that's but that people have told me for months and months and months and months and like this episode there's been two sets things for the
1: first time ever i have like i just said you know what i mean a lot you know what we mean? all have our tics no i, I know. know greg i know what you mean yeah okay i fucking know what you mean greg Stop asking me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's what, it's, it's what we talked about on Game Over Greggy show some months ago where I was like, there's just a certain verbal ticks. Yeah. Anyone who speaks. All right, let's figure this out. So we, we this show is like between 90 minutes and two hours. We do it every week. We do Game Over Greggy show and, and kind of funny games. So that's probably about five hours of content Then we do. Colin and Greg live every day for an hour, hour and a half. So that's like another seven hours of content, 12 hours. Sure. If you li- if I listen to someone out there talk for 12 hours, I bet you I can pick out all the bullshit you say, too. So it's easy to throw stones at people. I hear you say I know, you know what I mean? And I'm cognizant that you say it, Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you you me wrong. saying This
0: No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. This isn't me saying, like, uh, they're in my head or I something. Or and I feel I, bad no. about it. It's just like, oh, man, I, I, that's the first time I've ever been. Usually I'm talking and making my point and I don't, re, you know, you don't notice you're inserting the filler. You
1: know what I mean? I know what you mean. So... Uh, because i i do i do uhs and ahs and likes mm-hmm. and i'm i'm not a clean speaker i told you that's what we were on game over reggie show and i watched meet the press or something like that i'm like these guys are such clean speakers sure. and i don't know i have probably more experience doing this than a lot of these fucking people but i'm just not very good at
0: it the, well the big part about that too is like i i've noticed it in terms of uh, when I'd be on like G four back in the day or whatever for a call in or like when you get when I at PS 4s launch when I was you know scaping a Bloomberg news or whatever the fuck it was right like those are di- that's a different form because you know this is a two minute segment and they're gonna kick to you twice and you have to make your point right so it's easier for you to be like this is what I'm saying whereas for us it's like fuck we want to do an hour long show we want to do three hours long what does it fucking matter you know what I mean let's order wings in the middle of it like we just can talk 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 talk. talk.
1: So, yes, I know what you mean, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. Don't ask me ever again.
0: (laughs) Jay Hammock, 85, wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can. It says, first off, I love you guys. By far my favorite internet personalities. However. Thank you. I wanted to chime in about the Vita and how Collins said everyone who plays it loves it. Paraphrasing. Everyone. I had a Vita, and I could not stand the way the analogs were positioned. It never felt natural, and my fingers would actually ache after some use. I loved Freedom Wars, but I kept getting tripped up by the controls until I I got so frustrated that I quit. Also, I really wanted the Vita for remote play, but the R2-L2 made that experience the worst thing ever. I looked for months for an adapter to make the R2-L2 more like a controller, but none were available stateside. You have to import, yeah? I'm aware these comments are blasphemous to you guys, but... I feel I feel a better physical design could have potentially led to a better Vita experience. If Sony does make a Vita two, do you see them working out a better physical design? Keep up the good work, and thanks for the countless hours of entertainment. We just counted them. Why don't you just here we go?
1: What's his name? J Hammock. J Hammock, take your PlayStation four and your PlayStation three and your PlayStation Vita. Sell them. Okay. Go buy yourself an Xbox one. Go buy yourself a Holo Lens go follow Phil Spencer on Twitter. Yeah. And get the fuck out of here. It's true. You're going to come right? in here and talk shit about the Vita Sun, the most important handheld of our lives, the one that changed the game. Gave you trophies on the go. Just because you were nowhere near Vita Island, which is a fucking post-apocalyptic nightmare right now. We're you of nightmares. It's just it's just, it's just it's just people eating each other. There's just drums all the time, yep. fires burning uncontrollably. Yep. No, but seriously, I, I I don't know. I don't. I, I haven't have more times can we talk about NGP2. You
0: don't have to talk about that. I, it was mainly just the fact that, like, he's the guy. He's the outlier. Where we do say everybody who plays it usually is great. Yeah, Even well, Tim pitches just, about the buttons are too small. It's like, shut up, Tim. Well, these guys are. You well,
1: wink. Well, J, Jay Hammock yeah. is now an Xbox gamer. Buy Jay Hammock. Enjoy. Rise, Son of Rome, or whatever the fuck it was called. That was, that was right. You nailed it. You nailed it. And Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive, which is actually really good. Also really enjoy good Quantum Break, which looks really good yeah. as well. God. But oh you can't play Lord. Uncharted. Jay, if I see you play Uncharted, I'm a big problem. Yeah. Sell your PlayStation 4. Sell it. To the lowest. I want you to sell it. I want you to give it away. You don't even. I don't even want you to get any money back for it. Mail it to our P.O. Box, and we'll give it away for
0: you, Jay Hammock, 85. Then you can start following. Don't even McCaffrey. look at
1: Nathan Drake. You sick him
0: this next question comes from s underscore batten in australia Oi, hey guys love your show my question is do you think that ps4's themes on the psn should be free i think themes should be free unlocked if you've installed the game or earned a trophy at the moment i'm going back and playing the last of us and loving it i wanted a theme and to my surprise it was three bucks and it seems to just be boring bacteria no joel or ellie so what do you guys think should it be free or at least an un- unlock with trophies? Here's what I'll tell you, S. Batten. You got a great idea here. I would also love it if all the food in the grocery store is free because mm-hmm. I walked in. I would love the fact that, you know, I, I we bought this camera. So Canon should just send us all their next things
1: for free as well just to uh, reward us. Yeah, I mean, well, why would it be free? What's this expectation that everything has to be free all the time? I understand it looks like no work went into it, but someone did that and made that, and they have every right to charge for it. Uh, my assumption is that people are paying for them because if they no oh, yeah. bought them, then they wouldn't charge for them after all. The market would speak. But I bought my you know, Firewatch one. I love my Firewatch. <laughs> and we're
0: giving you shit, Espat, and don't worry about it. We're not. We're not being dicks about it. I mean, maybe a Whoa, little bit, but we're a little bit dicks about everything. But that's the point. Is like, yeah, it, yeah, okay. Well, I don't. Understand. I I think it would be awesome. Don't get me wrong. If I was a developer, that would be something I would look into, right? Of like, yeah, we've put up this. We put out this theme, so we already had the theme guys working on the theme. It's three bucks or whatever. But if you get the platinum in our game and it's hard, you get special access to I, this thing. I feel like Bloodborne did that. Bloodborne did something similar to that. Yes. What was it, though? I, I think if you got about. the platinum, you got a special theme. Yeah, and Sony's gone other way before like sent out the emails. You are the 1% or whatever that got the you know the trophies and this and that. I love that kind of shit. I love the fact that you're getting recognized for that. That's why, like... PlayStation Rewards was a cool idea, right? And they could have done more with it in this way, where like your PSN level matters. You know what I mean? Stupid shit like that. I know what you mean.
1: To his point about uh, say it every time now, okay?
0: Because I want to, I, I want to know.
1: <laughs> to his point, though, there could be more clever ways of rewarding gamers with real life, or it's not real life; it's digital, but real rewards for trophies or for beating a game or whatever, which is what Bloodborne did, and I think that yeah. that's really a nice idea. Could it be a free theme? Could it be a discount on your next game? If you beat Bioshock, should you get Bioshock Infinite for 20%? I I just think that there's clever ways to to reward people. The thing is is that there's no market imperative for them to do that because it's like, is someone going to be encouraged, for instance, to be like, oh, I can sink 25 hours into Bioshock and platinum it and get $10 off Bioshock Infinite. Is it really worth your time? And at that point, you're basically just giving money away because they're going to play Bioshock and buy Bioshock Infinite anyway. So there's like all of these things you have to kind of consider. Yeah. You're just leaving money on the table, basically. Yeah. I don't know the right answer. I like the little rewards. I wouldn't give you $10 off a game, but I think the
0: rewards of this... I mean, that was always the thing when, when they launched that PlayStation Rewards program back in the day and you got the... The avatars, remember this like legendary or whatever your status was or whatever. I remember equipping those and people flipping out of like, how did you get that and what? And it got people talking and excited to do that. Right now, that's of course a PlayStation thing in terms of like that's they want you doing that. A developer doesn't care as much, but de- I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, that the developers reward you with finding this in game or doing that or unlocking this trophy. You know, equals X.
1: Yeah, first part you get first parties involved as well. Yeah, and then that spreads the word. Like what they what they did with Bloodborne, I think was really clever and and quite thoughtful. So. Um and I was surprised because they don't do anything like that. Like what do trophies mean? They're just they're just uh symbolic e penises, basically. Mm. But and I love sucking on. But they're fun. Yeah. They're fun by themselves. I don't even do it to like compare it with anyone. I just like watching my trophies like rise. Yeah. Right. Um right. Lord trophies rise. So yeah, I think he's on to something in terms of you know, there could be more thought put into it. Sure.
0: Final question of the
1: week. Comes, of
0: course, from kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, where you should go and ask your question. This one's from I Am Russian. <clears throat> he or she says, Your talk two weeks ago about Assassin's Creed got me thinking about revisionist history. Now, I'm not an Assassin's Creed fan. I've dabbled in most of them for a couple of hours, but it's never been my thing. That being said, in 2012, I remember a lot of hype ahead of time and, most importantly, a lot of positive praise upon release. Metacritic backs this up with an 84 out of 85 for console versions. He's talking about Assassin's Creed 3, if you didn't know everybody. However, nowadays, anytime I'm listening to a podcast or browsing gaming forums, Assassin's Creed 3 is commonly maligned as one of, if not, the worst Assassin's Creed games. The opposite can also happen with a game, Colin. Oftentimes, I'm sorry. Like the opposite can out the game. Colin often brings up Majoras Mask and Wind Waker as games that he loved, but were not warmly received upon original release. However, now they seem beloved by everyone. Just want to hear your expanded thoughts on this topic. Thank you. PS, love is a strong word, but you guys are the bomb.
1: I don't agree that. I mean, having not played an Assassin's Creed game since 3. Mm-hmm. Uh A, I was shitting on Assassin's Creed 3 from the fucking week it came out. B, uh, and that really hurt me because I love. I wanted. To, that was I wanted one, that was so that badly to love you. that game. You have no idea yeah. how badly I wanted to love that game. Um, but to me, it seems like Unity yeah, is yeah, the yeah, one yeah. everyone hates the most. But Black you, Flag seemed to be the one since two that everyone loved. Yeah. So I think that yeah, three was a low point, but then Black Flag came out, and people liked that. Then Unity came out, and everyone hated that. But see, and then the new one came out, and no one. But
0: cared. that's I think that's the thing we're talking about a turning point here for the franchise, right? Where I think that three it was still in the upswing, where people. Well, I, what he's talking about in particular, I think, is definitely the cocoon of being a reviewer, where you go off, you play this game, you come back, and you're you're you go and play this game and try to be as objective as possible in terms of like what you think of the franchise, this, you're judging this one game. Right. And so then you put out your review, but there's so much other shit around it. And the when it is it, just like everything else in video games, right? Not necessarily. I played Assassin's Creed three, barely, maybe an hour. Right. And then I just, but I heard it was boring. It took forever to get to be Connor. Dah, 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 dah. I was like, okay, cool. Now you're going to bother. And that, that opinion those those facts become my facts right of like well i didn't do it well i heard it it took me forever to be this guy and it wasn't fun or whatever and i think it was still an upswing part of the franchise where people shit on that game because at the time they cared about that game whereas i think unity came out and unity was the first one where it was like we don't really care you know black flag was great unity came out and it was that thing right where it was like According to, if I remember correctly, and I don't want th- it. was such a small percentage of people that were getting the no face thing, but the no face thing became a meme and ran away. And everybody was like, that game is broken as fuck. And I remember Marty always on the shows, like vehemently being like, it's not, though. It's not broken as fuck. There's problems with it, yes, but it's happening to this small section of players, but everyone's painting with such a broad brush because now it's cool to
1: hate Assassin's Creed, right? There's too many Assassin's Creed. We want more Assassin's Creed. It's broken, da, 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 da. I'm gonna say this. this is gonna get the people that call me hipsters mad, a hipster mad, because it is a hipster thing to say. No, you... I hated Assassin's Creed before any of you motherfuckers hated <laughs> Assassin's Creed. So welcome to the goddamn club. Take one of those tickets like you're at the fucking butcher, yeah. and wait in line because there's only so much room on Assassin's Creed Hate Island.
0: We have another island. How can you be on both? <laughs>
1: I That's fly. I fly a helicopter. There's There's like a bridge. <laughs> no,
0: so I think that was the thing. Is I think everyone talks shit about Assassin's Creed because everyone has an opinion about Assassin's Creed because it was that was also the one that yeah was hyped like we're talking about more than anybody or more than any Assassin's Creed. I remember that because that was like it was when I was on buses and bus stops and now you couldn't go anywhere in San Francisco and not see it. Whereas again, like we talk about with uh, Syndicate, right? Where Whereas like you are like Syndicate's out this week. I am like it is. No one I've heard no one say anything or I haven't seen a commercial da da da. It's like it was a different climate. I think that's a big part of it. And I think that yeah, it came out and then everybody suddenly had an opinion about a game they didn't necessarily play. But that they had been told they have to care about. It. Colin. Yes. Would you like to know who is in the chair for PSL love this best friend XOXO? Sure. This time it's Plurp 911. P L U R P 911. Hello Colin and Greg. I was a huge fan of Beyond and now I'm even I am an even bigger fan of PS I Love You XOXO. Thank you. What a nice perp 911. I could use some PSN friends since it seems harder and harder to find friends to play with online these days. I would be very grateful if I could get PS I Love This Best Friend shout out. But no matter what, keep up the hard work and continue what you're doing. Love PSN plurp P-L-U-R-P 911. So everybody, you know how this works. You go friend. Plorp911 right now. You send them messages or her messages saying, you're awesome. Send a the little Ellie sticker with the thumbs up. Everybody loves that Ellie sticker. Colin, it's my turn to tell you about this week's forgotten PlayStation game. Now, here's one that I think you're going to say, no one forgot it. But I think the world did forget it and slept on it. And it hasn't been talked about enough. And as I get excited for the PlayStation 4 version. Is something wrong with your mic? I just want to, hold on. We've done the whole show without you being on.
1: No, no, I just, I I pulled the wire, so I wanted to make sure.
0: As we get closer to the PlayStation 4 sequel here, I think it's about time to bring back up Hot Shots Golf World Invitational on Vita. This is a game that came out, launch game for Vita, and it's not a launch game we ever fucking talk about, ever. And I'm talking about you and I in particular, the only people who talk about the Vita anymore. We talk about a whole bunch of shit. Uncharted comes up all the time, right? Of course, Little Deviants. We're talking about these games that were launch games, but never enough about Hot Shots. I actually put it in yesterday. When I was watching some TV, did a 18 hole. I had a great time. I was like, you know what? I'm putting this I'm leaving this in for my trip. And I'm you know, I'm gonna be on a plane, I'll hop in there, I'll do some stuff. D- don't get me wrong, not nearly as good as the PSP games, just because it lost so much customization features. When I used to be able to put on the grass skirt, the bra, the crazy glasses, put my hair all no, That's what I loved. And I hope in the new PlayStation 4 version, they bring all that back, they maximize that out. But the Vita version, good enough. I'm having some fun with it as I play through it. Because I was thinking I miss Mario golf. You know, I was a big Mario golf fan and I was like, wait a second. I never put appropriate time into hot shots golf. Cause it all says this weird star thing. If you remember, but again, it was one of those things that that was like Ryan's big review gripe. And I was like, eh, that would annoy me. And I never gave it the right time, but damn it. I'm giving it a chance. Everybody else should. That's your forgotten PlayStation game. You've all slept on hot shots. It's going to be back on PlayStation four. You need to get it together. PSN's worst name of the week comes from Southerner in Chicago over on kindoffunny.com slash forums. He says, Hey guys, it's a pleasure to be with you here today. This post qualifies for both the worst PSN name of the week, and I love this best friend. Well, it doesn't work both ways. You're the worst name of the week. Fucking suck it up. I've always been primarily an Xbox player, but have been fortunate enough to own both an Xbox and PlayStation consoles. When I got my PS3, I was a dumb college student, and thought it would be clever to register the name Grundel Stiltskin. Grundel Stiltskin. Now... That I have the current gen consoles. It is a good one. I realized that I was nowhere near as clever as I thought. In an act of desperation, I started a new PSN account under the name Joysticks and Beer. But I have no friends to play with since all my friends play on Xbox. If there are any best friends looking to play,
1: hit you're me up. To his, you're succumbing to his thing. You shouldn't even read that because you said you can't have it both ways and you just gave it to him both ways, Greg. But I'm b- being very clear here, everybody. The best friends know to listen to the
0: entire thing. No one do that. Everyone go follow and say hi to Grundle Stiltskin. I assume he still has that name. We need to make sure that's the name he uses. You should spell it. G-R-U-N-D-L-E-S-T-I-L-T-S-K-I-N. It's like Stiltskin, but Grundle Stiltskin. Everyone go follow Grundle Stiltskin. Send him messages saying this is a funny name. It is clever. I think it's clever. What are you worried about? You going to meet the Pope and try to play fucking multiplayer Killzone with him? No, he doesn't care. Pope ain't gonna care about growing Silicon.
1: Pope's way more into resistance than Killzone, as far as I understand it. No, he no. That was the old Pope. This is new Pope. This Pope also likes resistance more than Killzone. Damn <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Price got to him.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PSI Love You XOXO episode twenty five. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, peace I love you, XOXO is a product of kindofunny.com. It's our PlayStation podcast. It's the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. It posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. as a big YouTube video and a big old MP3. So make sure you find it there. Um, I don't believe I can give you, listener viewer, specifics. But I'll tell you right now that this week, there will be a special one-off PS I Love You XOXO live from, an, not live, but recorded at an event talking about a game and a developer and stuff like that. It'll go up during this week. I can't tell you when. I can't tell you what it is, but keep your eyes peeled on your MP3 subscription feed on the youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Resistance four. Resistance four. The Pope is gonna give us an exclusive interview on how he feels about the Resistance franchise. Look for that. Follow us on Twitter. Enjoy your lives. Every episode of PSI Love You XOXO ends in a song and a segment. We call singing a shoe, hey you can go to kindoffunny.com slash PSM the M is for music and submit your song I need you to give me a link to download your song and a link to your YouTube page so I can promote your song at the end of the video because at the end of the video I put the link I annotate out to your video and at the end of the MP3 I put another MP3 and we, we mix them all up this one comes from Josh Josh says hey guys I was a big fan of your old podcast, and I had felt a void in my heart ever since you guys left. I've been watching your content for a while, and I am absolutely thrilled that you guys decided to bring a PlayStation-centric podcast back. Now, on to the song. Earlier this year, I joined a band called Semi-Average Joe, and we're just now starting to release a couple of the songs. The song I'm submitting is called Noah. No H. Oh, yeah, okay, now I understand. Noah, but no H. N-O-A. It's a fun song about falling in love on Tinder! We worked our hardest to write this song, produce the song, and make the video for the song all in-house. I'd be thrilled if you guys could play our song, but the fact that you guys are back doing what you were originally introduced to me to the we- the weird world of Shuhei idolatry is quite enough. Hail Shuhei Full of Grace, Josh. So, you're looking for semi-average Joe, bandcamp.com. You can search for that band. You can go there. You can download this song. You can pay what you want. Uh, We're going to play it here. We're going to play the video. We're going to have a good time. I like this song, Colin.
1: I better like it. Until next time. Or someone else is going to another island. What island are you going to put them on now? Purgatory. Purgatory Island? Yeah, like Lost. Spoilers. Too late. Until next time.
0: It's been our pleasure to serve you.
1: You, but there's something about your name Supposing if we fell in love with one of who's to blame And if my song could make you dance Maybe we could have a chance at love No, uh, won't you sing? County fair. We can grab a corn dog and a cake to share. This ride is spinning like my heart. I never wanna be apart from you.
0: Noah, won't you sing with me tonight?
1: Noah. A banjo and a red balloon. Our friends will all be there. I'm so glad I took this chance. We can share our song and dance. Everybody, clap your hands. One, two, three. No one, won't you sing with me tonight? No one will sing.